Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to the wrap-up live. This is the official Raptors Republic live post-game show and podcast where we recap and we have some fun talking about the latest Raptors game you just watched. I'm your co-host, Sahal Abdi. I'm here with my other co-host, Aiden Moss. Uh, and this live show is produced by yours truly. Tonight, your Toronto Raptors defeated the Houston Rockets 116-109, to 109, bringing the Raptors record to seven wins, five losses on the NBA season. And last but not least, you guys hear me say this every single uh, show. If you guys love the Toronto Raptors, do us hardworking individuals at Raptors Republic a favor and subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube and the Rapcast podcast channel wherever you're watching or listening. Um, Aiden, this was a tight game. No Pascal Siakam, right? Uh, we're going to get into some of the in-game injuries that happened as well. Um, the Houston Rockets came to town. 2-9 and nine record now, 2-10. and ten. Uh, The Raptors are now, again, like I said, sitting on a 7-5 and five record. They went with the same starting lineup, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Scotty, and Coloco. And... The Rockets are a bunch of young kids, uh, I guess, just still trying to figure it out. They're still at that beginning phase of trying to turn things around, um, turning their high picks, their recent high picks into Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. Um, this was a game that tr- the Toronto Raptors needed to win, and they did win, um, coming off uh, a Monday night loss to Chicago, uh, where the Raptors shot 32% from three, only 97 points. Um, and the Raptors have had eight in some signature wins this season. The Cavs in that first game home opener, the Heat, the Sixers, the Hawks, the Spurs, who walked into that game five wins, two losses. So that was a good Spurs team. And the Chicago Bulls. So what did you think, Aiden? Uh, were you kind of shocked that the game was tighter than maybe what it should have been? Or are these kind of like the Toronto Raptors we got to get used to? I think the latter. I think yeah. this is something we just kind of have to uh, get become accustomed to, at least until some guys... <clears throat> Scotty Barnes kind of figures out their their mojo because it's going to be Freddie and Freddie seems to be ready to step into the role as primary option at least in the in the short term and then it's kind of question mark question mark question mark if it's going to be OG like this then um you know moving forward we can anticipate close games and potentially a couple of W's because if OG is playing like that and then you have Gary and or Scotty step in, um, we're going to win some games. Like those two were a fearsome duo tonight. They were doing it at both ends and uh, they just kind of willed the willed this team to win. But I'm not so sure that OG is going to shoot like that every night and he's going to look so uh, crisp and tight as he did. I think he was 10 for 20. I want to say, yeah, 10 for 20, 4 for 9 from yeah. 3. Um, he didn't get a lot of calls, to be fair, but, I mean, that's kind of neither here nor there. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't put himself in the best positions to get calls. But, yeah, I wasn't surprised that this was tight. I also said in the preview today that 
The Raptors love to play in the realm of chaos. And the thing with chaos is you don't always get to control it. And Houston also kind of thrives in that environment. And you could see it, particularly in the fourth quarter, like Tari Eason was just everywhere for a while. Um, so yeah, the, you know, the, the Raptors play with fire when, when they, when they create chaos. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, this was a Houston Rockets team that, um, struggled, uh, going into this game a lot. I mean, they just don't have the talent required to kind of go up against some of the Eastern conferences best, which is where the Toronto Raptors are at least trying to head. It's tough. Now they're hobbled. I mean, now you're down Pascal Siakam and we're going to get into obviously the Pesha Chua injury later. Um, but from the Rockets' side, they were coming off their first road victory of the season. They were um, one of, I think it was four winless teams on the road this season. Uh, before that game, it was Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons, the LA Lakers, who, Aiden, I know this is a Raptors podcast, but the Lakers are just, <laughs> it's tough. It's Give tough it to in me, baby. Give it to me. I love <laughs> watching them crumble. Crash and burn. It's, it's tough. It's tough watching what's going on with the Lakers. And then there was the Rockets, but the Rockets did come up come out with the uh that road win unfortunately the lakers orlando and detroit as of now i believe still don't have that road win but um it's like i mean this is a game regardless of you having your superstar in pascal siakam or not you needed guys to step up you needed fred van vliet who has been giving you tons tons of volume scoring um you know now he's at 89 points in the last three games wow. he was at 57 in the, in the in the two games prior to this so combined so it's tough. And then obviously, like you said, you need OG and Anobi to step up. Um, it's tough to see what's going on with Scotty Barnes. I've seen it and I, I've, I've talked to talked to Orrin about it on Monday night. Um, Orrin gave what do you a little think bit it of is? leeway. Or, Orrin did, what? so I asked Orrin uh, essentially what he thought, what the issue was. And he felt like people were being a little bit too critical of Scotty Barnes and they need to step back and realize that the kid is um, a kid, right? So um, the expectations may just be too high for Scotty. We can't expect him to come in and be the Raptors' best or second-best player um, on a nightly basis, especially considering that Scotty's given very difficult tasks defensively. A lot of times he's guarding the point guard. He's guarding the best wing on the other side. He's, uh, you know, bringing the ball up. It takes a lot. Scotty Barnes' role is already large. So it did bring, you know, some perspective um, to, to the discussion, which was which was cool. Um but it, it's still for me. I think Scotty Barnes is still at a place for me where I can see him doing more, um, and that may be me just over overrating him a little bit, Aiden. Um, but I do, genuinely do think Scotty Barnes could do more. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head with the defense. He looked so flat-footed tonight, and I'm not really sure why they continually put him on a primary attack guy. I kind of wonder if it's a counter to pick and rolls because if he gets switched on a pick and roll, he's fine with a bigger dude. Um, I also wonder if Coloco being there, like at the beginning of the year, Scotty was playing kind of the center position. And I really love that. He's a quarterback mind. He's a big body. He can battle down there. And I really liked him uh, at the core or at the center of the defense out on the perimeter. He's just getting cooked over and over again. And he doesn't really give a care either. Um, he's just letting Jalen Green go right around him. Notice how I said give a care instead of something else. Um, <laughs> I like that. He, he's letting Jalen Green just blow right by him. And I have said this before. Scotty seems to be a victim of his own intensity, right? Like, if he can't get himself fired up, he just kind of checks out a little bit. And you saw that. 
um, in a couple of the post-ups. He, he missed a gimme right off the bat, and then the second play, he posts up again, which they should be doing over and over. They should be spamming that post, because he literally, they each rocket forward was just like waiting for him to go where he wanted to go. Um, and then on the second one, he had another easy little um, floater or, or a hook shot, and he, and he ditched, dished, dished it off, and I think it was a turnover or a, a botched play. So, when Scotty kind of has a couple of down plays, it just kind of self-fulfills itself further and further until something kind of jump starts him out of it. And tonight that just didn't really happen. He never really got himself going. And I do wonder if his foot's bothering him a little bit too. That might be part of it. But man, you're he is a kid, but you're also a professional and there are lots of pressure on you. And I think maybe this is a good segue to the veterans, but you got to come into these games and you've got to be motivate yourself, whether you're playing poorly or you're hungover or whatever the case may be. And, and uh, Scotty seems to struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. On the positive side, um, we do have Freddie and OG, who, like I said, came away with pretty big games. Freddie tonight with, you know, he just absolutely Ooh, filled up the what a line. Yeah. yeah, 32 points, four assists, three rebounds and four steals for the Raptors tonight. He led them, and OG said it in that you know uh, post game interview as well. Um, Fred's doing a great job leading this team. Um, he's the guy that gets everybody in their spots, literally to quote OG himself. Um, and Fred, you know, people will look at it and say, "Well, he shot twelve for twenty six. That's under fifty percent." Well, to be quite honest, if he's going to give you you know four, four, or four, right, <laughs> and a block, and I don't know how Fred just keeps getting away with these games where he gets one or two or sometimes three blocks. I just don't. I don't see how, how a guard that he's, small should be doing that that often. He's strip king. I think they're giving him those yeah. strip blocks. I, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, he got he beefed with the statisticians because he wasn't getting awarded those blocks on the strips. Yeah. And it's tough. He, he's so good for, for you know, from an offensive standpoint, he's so good at finding his spots. And then defensively, he's really good at when guys are going up with the ball. It, it, you're right. It does look like almost like a steal. It's like a strip steal. But a lot of times when that's a shot attempt, that counts as a block, which is why Fred keeps getting away with these. Um, but, yeah, fantastic game from him overall. Absolutely fantastic. 44% um, from three, too. Yeah. I mean, he hit seven threes tonight, 16 attempts. If he's going to hit seven of them, the Raptors will take that every single night. Yeah. Um, very, very good game from, from Fred Van Vliet. Maybe you'd like to see him, you know, if you really, really nitpick Aiden, you'd like to see him get to the line a little bit more than one time. But I won't nitpick. On a 32-point game, I'll never nitpick with Fred. Um, and then he guess, we, we, sorry to drop a guess yeah. on the note of free throws. Guess who had the most attempts tonight? Um, I don't know. Delano Banton. Oh, wow. Which He's four for six. Yeah. Which highlights two things. One, we're really not getting at the rim at any critical, <laughs> yeah. critical rate, uh, or we're not getting calls or both. And two, that Banton, um, had a, had a really nice night. Yeah, I mean, Delano did finish with a positive in this game, and it's and I think it's encouraging that Nick Nurse is sticking with him over and over and over again. I don't think Nick Nurse, I mean, if this were last season in his rookie year, Aiden, Delano probably would have been out of the rotation by now. I mean, it would yeah. have just, you know, Nick Nurse has very little patience for young players um, that struggle, right? He, there's not much patience there, especially if they're rookies. Delano's giving, being given that chance to blossom and to make mistakes and to go out there. And, and I know people will harp on things like 
hey, he can't hit that open shot when the Raptors need him to, or, um, you know what I mean? He's not great in the half court, like Fred and some of the other starters and, some, you know, Chris Boucher and some of the other guys, but um, I'm, I'm okay with this. It's the beginning of the year. The Raptors are, are suffering from now multiple injuries, right? They've, we're 12 games in. They've already missed Fred for a chunk of games. They're going to miss Pascal for a chunk of games. And we have to see what happens with Precious Achua, yeah. who was unfortunately um, injured in the game as well. Um, it's just another rough night for Precious. I, f- I feel awful for him. He took a hard fall. It was a driving, driving kick play under the rim. And then, you know, got up really slow, immediately began limping to the bench, carried to the locker room, which is never a good sign, Aiden. And then we get the update that, you know, Precious is, is out with um, – he wouldn't return with uh, an ankle injury. Good. I'm so, glad it's I'm glad it's an ankle. I, I was worried because yeah. it looked kind of non-contacty. I was worried it was like a foot fracture or something. But hopefully he just kind of – he rolled it very weirdly. It almost went inwards as opposed to outwards, mm-hmm. which you typically see. Um, on the Banton thing, just quickly, I wrote about this last week. The, if you look at the minutes – um, that are divvied up between Flynn and Banton, they're just so erratic. Like, And it's typically one guy gets the first half, the other guy gets the second yeah. half. They don't get much time to really get any uh, get the jitters out and get flow. And tonight was one of the first times that Nurse, Nurse let Banton run for a, an extended period of time. Yeah. And you saw him get, you know, you get more comfortable. Like, especially with these young guys like you're saying you need to see a positive play to kind of boost your confidence boost you at both ends it's rare that you can get a guy that has just the self-confidence to walk out there and do whatever the f he needs to do and so you need to give him time to make mistakes but then also do positive play so that he can find some flow and i feel like tonight banton truly got that and yeah credit to nurse for finally giving him the opportunity to do that yeah, credit to nurse. Like I said, um, it's I think it's encouraging to watch from a viewer's perspective to see the coach um, allow players to make mistakes. Especially, you know, you could consider any any NBA game a crucial game. You really can. Yeah. Um, so the Raptors, Raptors. I know, <laughs> and the Raptors are again like only twelve games in, suffering from a ton of injuries. Um, I mean, some of them. I guess. I, I mean, it's too early to really say freak or. Maybe Pascal got overworked or whatever it was with that groin injury. Um, it did look like a freak injury, and it a lot of times freak. groin injuries, all it all it takes is just you know uh, an awkward landing or an awkward split of the legs, and that's it. Then right? the there next, your groin. The, I think two days later, the, there was two slips in the same arena, uh, Hardaway and Christian Wood. And it seems to be something going on with that floor. Um, but. Uh, on the note of Precious, also, I he has had a hard, you know, start to the season. I do do think though, like, and it, he seems to be suffering from confidence issues too. But yeah. I do think tonight, like, he was getting where he wanted to go, and he had a couple of nice plays. He had that drive where he was kind of controlled, and then he dished it off. Like, it seems to be with all these Raptor guys, like their body control is like a big thing that they need to work on. Um, and Pascal has has demonstrated that over the course of time, how how that evolves. But um, I I feel like Precious can look at that and and find the positives in the fact that he is getting where he needs to go. He's just not finishing. Like and and he looks like the Precious of old, where he's flicking flipping these shots up, and he knows that they're not going in. You know, yeah. um, so there were some positives, and then that's just an unfortunate injury. 
Yeah, I have a question. So that's a, that's a I mean that's a good segue to my question because now, like I said, you have Siakam and Precious Achua both out with injury. Um, the Raptors, I don't, I'm not 100 sure if their front court can sustain um, two injuries to key guys like this. Now, my question to you, Aiden, are, you know, is the Raptors front court deep enough to withstand this um, against better teams than the Rockets? And I know the next two games, I believe against one of them is against OKC and Indiana. Um, and, then, and I think it's yeah, Indiana. And then they also have Detroit coming up yep. soon as well. Yeah. Um, can the Raptors sustain injuries like this? Can they, especially with teams that are better than the, with all due respect to Houston, Houston Rockets fans, than the two and 10 Houston Rockets, can they, play you know a full game of basketball and rely on um guys like Otto Porter you know who also had a well, good game Chris great Boucher. great segue yeah I mean let me answer your question with a question who had the best uh plus minus tonight <laughs> we talked about we talked you know what's funny we talked about this just before and I was in shock and Thaddeus Young finished with a plus 20 um, in this game, which is the highest of both Rockets players and um, Toronto Raptors players. Didn't uh, score a point. Didn't score a point. That that was probably the most shocking part. Thaddeus Young had the highest plus minus at a plus 20, and he had zero points. But he did have eight rebounds, did have a couple assists, did have a steal and a block. Um, so he was, you know, out there contributing. Um, but something was going on. Or whenever Thad was in the game, the Raptors were on a run. And it, it looked the part as well. I mean, that's the type of guy... Um, where he doesn't necessarily even have to score um, to make an impact in a game like this. Um, yeah, can can Thad Young, can Otto Porter, can these guys pick up the pieces? Chris Boucher, can they pick up the pieces? And possibly, who knows, Aiden, maybe a guy like Juancho Hernan Gomez as well. Well, so I think, I think our defense has been suffering because we are underestimating the loss of Pascal in in our like in the central like core of our defense. And I think, and Precious also played a, important part um in our defensive core when he was on the floor like he is an awesome defender that being said his minutes have been all over the place i think thaddeus young and who's the mfer who called me out earlier this year about thaddeus being washed because i can now bask in the glory of thaddeus kind of shaking off the rust and looking a little bit better but um so yes precious will be a loss and it's unfortunate but i think we can sustain um we have enough depth to sustain his and Pascal's loss. And both of the vets, Otto and Thad, we'll just get to both of them, demonstrated tonight why we are actually a little bit deeper than we think and why we did need a veteran presence. Because the first half was, or the first quarter was flat. Uh, it was uh, like no one was trying hard. Um, no one seemed, everybody seemed indifferent. It was that lack of professionalism that veterans bring. Sub in Otto Porter and Thaddeus Young, and it's just, they buoy um, this team in a, in a lot of intangible and small ways, but enough to kind of bring life back into our team. And so I think Thaddeus Young's not always going to have great games. There's certain teams where he kind of suffers being a little bit slower and smaller, particularly rim protection. We saw that even tonight when Cloak was out, that our rim protection suffers. But ultimately, I do think that he can, him and Porter, are enough to kind of get us through this this hump of uh, not having Pascal and Precious. Yeah, I think so as well, especially you're coming off of a, a, a win where Chris Boucher only played 13 minutes. This is the second game where he's played less than 15 minutes, um, consecutive game. 
And Chris Boucher is a guy that, you know, Nick Nurse knows that he is one of, you know, particularly Chris, he's one of the better, uh, more consistent players off the bench. But also, Chris, um, you know, Nick's made it clear that if Chris doesn't play great, he's not going to be, you know, guaranteed that 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 24 minutes off the bench, whatever it is for Chris, right? He only played 13 in this game. Precious, of course, left early. He finished with 12 minutes. But Otto Porter, Otto Porter had a huge, huge game for the Raptors. Um, he played 23 minutes. He was five for eight from the field, two for five from three. He had 14 points, six rebounds. He had a steal, a crucial steal in this game as well. Um, Otto was great. He was a positive in the plus minus as well. Um, and this is great because, Aiden, we've been looking forward to seeing Otto Porter um, put up games like this. You know, he started off the season injured. He was sitting on the bench um, and then came in, you know, a couple games ago. And we saw flashes of what Otto could bring, that that ability to stretch the floor. People forget this is a career 40% three-point shooter. Otto's a great shooter, right? A guy who's super long with the with his wingspan, a guy who fits the Raptors' identity of playing that disruptive um, defensive basketball that leads to turnovers, right? And leads to, leads to uh, opportunities on the break. So I think in Scotty's case, uh, sorry, in Scotty's case, in Otto's case, um, this is a great, great start for him. To, to kind of prove to him, prove to Nick Nurse that, hey, I'm another guy you could trust off the bench. It's not just Chris. It's not just, obviously, Precious is out now. Uh, and, and now that Thad, it looks like the last couple of games, it looks like the rust is off, like you said. It's not just Thad, right? It's, it's, I, I can help out as well. So that, that was great to see. I mean, you see the matter. Yeah. It's his auto, yeah. the auto border game. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's, every game he's played, he's done exactly what they thought he would do when they signed him. Right, he's hit the open shots. He's done, read the rotations best he can. He makes the right pass. He just he's just Mister Consistent so far, um, and he has there hasn't really been a negative with with him in the game. Right, like your your ceiling's not going to get all that much higher with Otto Porter on the floor, but your floor is going to be much higher. Um, just having his presence and his awareness around, um, and yeah, I think you know. Precious has not been going back to the precious question because um, some guy lulled me and said, "All right, man." Um, you know, getting back to the precious, he hasn't been playing well for a while now, so it's not like losing him stinks. But um, we haven't had his presence for a couple of games, and Nurse has kind of lost a little bit of faith in him. Uh, so you know, the contrast of what we what what precious we had now to losing him isn't as grave as it might have been i don't know you know some point in the season or last year yeah yeah 100 percent um we didn't get to and i know it might be a little bit early for most people but uh we spoke about fred we spoke about the the bench presence that was on display tonight um normally we get into bench players that kind of surprised us and we spoke about delano banton who finished the game with a plus five he led the, the team in free throw attempts he did Fortunately, missed two of his of his six free throws. He finished four for six, but he looked like he made an impact as well. And the, and the Raptors only went ten deep um, in a game like this. You know, previously, uh, Aiden they went twelve deep. And uh, I spoke to Oren, and we both came to a conclusion that Nick Nurse tried absolutely everything. He tried to find a spark um, on that in that Monday night game uh, versus Chicago. And now, and in this game, uh, you know, Malachi Flynn was a DNP. He played in the last game. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez played in the last game as well. He was a DNP. Um, not to kind of rehash what we spoke about last time, Aiden, with Malachi Flynn, but Oren made a very interesting point with Malachi. 
Um, and I know I'm going to bring it up to you because I, I, I'm not 100% sure I agree with it just yet. But he essentially said that the best thing for the Raptors might just be to waive Malachi Flynn at this point. Now we're looking at another DNP. Uh, in the last game when he went 12, when the, when the Nick Nurse went 12 deep, he only played six minutes. That was the least of all Raptors, right? In a blowout, in a blowout loss, right? Um, do you think that Malachi deserves a shot, you know, particularly because, you know, I know there's Jeff Doughton and, and, and Harper truthers out there, but, and people don't like that we focus on Malachi quite a bit, but are you in the same boat as Oren that you think it's just best for him to maybe um, find another no, opportunity? Because I'm not. He, he, you're not there yet? No. I, I'm, people are also, you know, touting Downton, which I, I, I'm not necessarily against, although like, uh, you know, we have seen time and again successful summer league and G League players just kind of not do well in the NBA. So yeah. I don't think we need to get super excited about Downton yet, although giving him a shot I'm not opposed to. I think Flynn is capable. Like, Flynn, he's just missing his shots, but like his game, and he looks a little bit panicked. I, again, I talked about this as well when I was writing about Banton and Flynn minutes. Like, he knows that Nurse is breathing down his neck at all times. Like, he really has no room to fuck up. Um, and that's just not fair to a young player. I think he, his skill set, like, if we gave him the time to breathe and take control of the game when he's on the floor, because sometimes, you know, um, I think he's doing what he thinks best for the team, but not necessarily conducive to how he plays. I think if he could go out there the same way Banton seems to be a little bit easier in the flow of the game, he could succeed. We saw it very briefly last year for about a four-game stretch when um, Freddie was out and Malachi was playing like a true NBA point guard. Um, he, you know, he's averaging like, I think 14 and five or something. And then he hurt his hamstring and it all went, you know, he's had some bad luck. He, you know, he fractures cheek. I just think, I think maybe people have been saying like, his stint in Toronto might be over, but he's still an NBA player. That might be so, but I genuinely don't feel like he's ever had a true, true shot at succeeding on this team. Yeah. And the question is, will he get that shot? That's. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if the injuries keep no, piling up, maybe cool. he does. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah it'd have <laughs> to be injuries. <laughs> that, that, that would be the case for him. Um, moving on, and I think this is this might be the most important topic that we haven't touched on yet, and that was one player in particular who we both agreed, which usually doesn't happen a lot, Aiden. We both agreed off camera that this was our tax man player of the game, and it's OG Ananobi. Um, he finished the game, 27 points, 10 rebounds, three steals he had a fantastic game he was a plus 18 i know we talked about that leading leading uh, both the rockets and raptors in plus minus with a plus 20 but uh, when you can play 39 minutes like og and, and and be a plus 18 when the rest of your starters respectively from christian coloco scotty barnes fred and gary are a plus two plus five minus two and plus one og standing out with a plus 18 is huge um like i said 27 points he's shot 10 for 20 from the field he had 10 rebounds, was huge on the glass. He had three steals. Has he had a game, Aiden, without three or more steals yet? Or It doesn't seem like it. I think that's yeah. three or four games in a row now where he has at least three steals. Yeah. Um, if if Marcus Smart can win Defensive Player of the Year, OG should win Defensive Player of the Year. Like, yeah. he, he He's incredible. I, I gush over him, I think, every time I'm on the podcast. I absolutely love watching him play defense uh 
and frankly offense to some degree like when he gets downhill in a lane it's all like i'm in my head i'm pressing the a button i'm like jump 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 because once he gets in the air nobody's stopping him like he is so strong i i i've highlighted this before he's the heaviest guy on the team he's one of the most explosive like I love watching OG play, and he deserves so much at- more attention, national attention than he gets. Um, and I may have sprinkled a little bit on Defensive Player of the Year. It was plus thirty three hundred, like you know, three or four days ago. And I, like, I think it's legit. I, he is incredible, dude. Yeah, he's he's showing out. I mean, this is you heard me say it earlier in the show that that the Raptors need. Uh, particularly OG and Fred to step up and OG's in my opinion, at least I know this might be not, this might be true. It might not be true for a lot of people who who had high hopes for OG this season, but he's eclipsing, you know, what I thought he would be able to do this year. He looks like a much better basketball player, a much more seasoned basketball player so far. And we all knew that OG was an all defense level defender, but we're seeing at a, we're seeing it at a consistency. That's just uh, insane at this point. It's insane. It's not even the steals anymore. It's impact. It's it's yeah. how Nick Nurse is utilizing him on the best opposing offensive player, game in and game out. And then also, you know, the the hope and the goal for OG as well, at least for Nick Nurse and the team, is that he's one of their better offensive players. That's a tough, tough ask. Yeah. This is the same ask that this is the same uh thing you were asking from for Pascal Siakam, you know, be one of our best defenders on every given night and play like a superstar offensively. And um, OG's been carrying the load. So he is most definitely um, our Can-Am Tax man of the night. And Can-Am Tax is obviously brought to you uh, from Raptors Republic. You can visit them at canamtax.com. That's C-A-N-A-M-Tax.com. You can call them at 416-243-2912. If you are watching live, you can see to the top right portion of the screen, canamtax.com. And uh, yeah, tax season's approaching, guys. You guys know the deal by now, especially if you are part of our Rap Up Live family. Um, OG Ananobi, big it. night. That, that I think that might that might be one of his best lines in in his career. Yeah, fantastic. It's just it's just like a legitimate line. I the, I'm not convinced that he, his offense is going to be consistent. In fact, I don't think it will be. It, so much of his game right now relies on his three point shooting. It opens up a lot. And, you know, he had three in the first quarter. Um, and, you know, then defenders are just so uncertain of what to do. And that gives him the ability to attack on that first step and get to the lane where he's pretty dominant. Still a long way to go on his offense, but but he's definitely coming along. And it's great to see the Raptors really need it if they want to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors' next game, I believe, is Friday night. Um Side note, Aiden, when you were watching this game, is it just me or did you feel like I this is just something that I struggle with 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 watching Raptors games sometimes? I feel like the referees get a little bit too into the game. Um, I read a tweet from Josh Lewenberg, um, where uh, he tweeted midway through the third quarter, the Rockets had 24 free throw attempts at Toronto's eight, beyond ridiculous. Um, my apologies, sorry, that was from Eric Smith, not Josh Lewenberg, Eric Smith, but. There's tons of fouls in this game. The refs refs weren't really allowing any real flow um, to take place, especially in the second half. It was very weird. It just felt like foul on one side, foul on the other side, foul on one side, foul on the other side. Did it? Did it? Just a side note. Did it? Did that annoy you? Like it annoyed me in this game? The I mean, the refereeing just annoys me generally. 
I understand it's a very difficult job. I've done it just like with high school kids and it's horrible to do. Same, it really yeah. is very difficult. I get <laughs> yeah. that. But you're also professionals and paid a lot of money to do it. So I hate I want I want the refs to be consistent and I want them to just let teams play. And it seemed like I mean I feel like I mean obviously I'm biased and a fan, but I feel like I'm pretty objective with these things and it does seem that quite often than not, more often than not, we're just not getting the same calls. And it's just like, I just want it to be consistent. OG did not foul Tari Eason on that, or maybe it was Coloco on that ball through. Like, they touched fingers. And then OG has the exact same thing happen to him, and they don't call it. Like, just give me consistency. Either don't call either because the hand or the fall through after the shot, whatever, or call both. And I prefer you call neither because I hate when this game slows down and we're just suffering by free throws over and over again. Um, so yeah, it's a piss off for me. And I think, honestly, I think the NBA has, and I've written about this too, I think the NBA has a lot of uh, product value issues. One of them being the cadence of the game and how swiftly the games end. They don't. And foul calling is a big part of that. And then you're seeing in these two-minute referee reviews that, that they're screwing up the most important points of a game so if they're screwing those up they're definitely screwing up other parts of the game where the attention is less on them yeah no i definitely agree it's tough um it's funny i actually came from you know before previous to me watching this game i was at a basketball league that my nonprofit runs and i was a referee for the first game and it's tough like people think Dude, it's, it's an easy thing it's <laughs> awful it's awful pressure. everyone's yelling at you there could be yeah. a team up 15 it does not matter um everybody's yelling at you um certain guys are falling non-stop and they want calls it's difficult so i don't like um and i'm sure you don't like it either you know focusing on the reps too much that particular point of the game just annoyed me in the second half where um it just felt like the refs were getting a little their chests were getting a little big in that moment yeah. um we're gonna do our live mailbag question period um really quickly and we asked our live viewers to send us in some questions that we will ask we will answer myself and aiden moss um and let's see what we got we already got a few coming in and I don't know if we can answer any of them, but I don't know just yet if we can. Um, yeah, I did, I want to. This isn't a question, but I want to highlight this. Lester said, "Auto reminds me of what we thought Damari Carroll would have been for us." It's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. great, a yeah. great point. It it hundred yeah. percent is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I think we want Carroll to be a little bit more athletic. Auto's athleticism isn't so much there, but yeah, totally good point. Yeah, that's hilarious. Damari Carroll. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. I mean, mm. I, pre I appreciate all the, mm. the the threes, I guess, the open threes he hit for us. Um, the defensive possessions we threw on LeBron, I guess, in that playoff round. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, we may have to skip, honestly, this question yeah. period altogether. No one's got because, questions. Anybody have questions? Yeah, we have 100 Phoenix usually viewers. is like 90, so. And um, we've gotten it's a few. It's just I don't know if they're... Well, one, the is nurse why is nurse lying about Scotty's ankle is not a question. It's a basically a statement. I mean, it is yeah. the question is what is there? Do you think there's something wrong with Scotty? I mean, I don't know why speculating is helpful for anybody. He doesn't look like he's hobbling, but maybe you know, maybe he's gingerly or being defensive about it or protective over his ankle. I don't know, but you would think. 
the the way he goes down every time he tweaks it, you would think there would be residual pain and like yeah. tightness or swelling or something, you know, you'd think. Yeah, for sure. Um we didn't really talk about the rocket side as much, which is typical uh, typical I guess for a Raptors podcast and show. Um seven Houston players did finish the game in double digits, which is impressive. Aiden, you got to give the Houston Rockets some credit. I mean, from their side facing, yes, this is a Raptors team that's a bit hobbled, but seven players in double digits is, is quite a bit. They got good bench scoring from Tari Eason and Kenyon Martin Jr. Kenyon Martin Jr., a huge plus minus since we've been mentioning everybody's plus minus in this show. Um, uh, and by the way, Kenyon Martin Jr., whose name, Aiden, I hate saying because it makes me feel old that at this point in my basketball watching life, I've watched player now. Like I've watched players' fathers regularly in my childhood and teenage years. So, Kenny Martin Jr. Is it's only going to get worse, dude. Yeah, it's only it's only, I mean, Ron's son's coming, so uh, it is only going to get worse. Okay, first question we got: Will from Blandiness, will Coloco make the All Rookie Team? Sahal go. Um, I there's two teams, I believe. Right, there's the rookie first team and second team. I believe he'll make the second team. Yeah, I think, and I think he has a good shot at making the second team. I think he's proved to Nick Nurse that he doesn't look totally out of place as a starter for the Raptors, which is huge to say. And that's that was with everyone healthy. So, um, I mean, uh, with the Raptors, sorry, that, that, that wasn't with everyone healthy. Sorry, Fred was down, then they threw in Coloco, and then Fred came back, Pascal went down, and then Coloco stayed in the lineup. So, but still, like, I mean, rookie. This quick, Aiden in the starting lineup, I can see him making the second team because I, I feel like he's proved that he actually, you know, he can make an impact on this team for sure. Yeah. So I, I say second team. I'd have to count. Number said he was ranked ninth today uh, in the NBA rookie ladder thing. I I wonder if his – I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I Like, he tonight he looks quite bad. Uh and I guess, you know, when he's maybe playing someone like Shingun, who is has the the shiftiness of a guard and and the intellect of a veteran, but is like a post player, um, you're going to get eaten up. So it kind of maybe depends on um, how much time and, and the matchups he's going to get. But I'm going to say he's narrowly going to miss it, but I don't really care. I'm just happy to see that he uh, is going to be uh, an impactful part of this team. For sure, yeah. Hundred percent, um, Christian Coloco. I would. I, there's a lot of things I didn't expect from the Raptors this season. Um, OG Ananobi taking off, becoming a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. I mean, all I call. I said in, you know, in the preseason that he would be an All Defensive Player, but Defensive Player of the Year being a candidate for that award is huge for him. Um, Christian Coloco, uh, Pascal Siakam, you know, transitioning and elevating himself to superstar status. Ton of ton of big things happening for the Raptors. Um, the next question comes from Natalie V. She asks, "How important is the plus-minus stat?" Um, question. That is a great question, and I think with any uh, surface-level box score statistic, it, there's a lot of context that comes with that comes with it. A plus-minus of a guy who's played five or six minutes, right, compared to an OG and an OB who was a plus eighteen and thirty-nine minutes played the majority of the game. I mean. Plus minus is one of those things that I personally, it's tough to fully derive a game, a single game from a plus minus. You can look at a plus minus statistic over a week, over a month, over a year, and really see that, you know, this player is making an impact in a positive way for his team. Um, again, at a very surface level, but um, I really only love pointing it out for bench players who come in 
because they're coming in with an opportunity to elevate their team. Usually when a team is down, you need that bench player to come be that spark plug, whether for the Raptors, it's Otto Porter or whoever it is, Precious Achua, um, Thad Young. And for Thad Young, I mean, it stood out to us because being a plus 20 with zero points scored, remember, the plus yeah. minus it's depends crazy. on the scoring of your team. It's zero points scored, which means he must have been doing something. And uh, 28 positive. minutes. Yeah, exactly. He must have been doing something positive for the other four guys on the court. So um, I think I think you hit it. Yeah, you hit it perfectly. I think it, it's like the first level of like, oh, that's interesting, and then dig mm-hmm. deeper to see like what's going on. You know, it's it's possible that you're on the floor when somebody goes on a heater and just like, okay. Um, so yeah, great. That's Sahel nailed it totally. Yeah, let's do one more question, Aiden, before sure. we wrap it up. Sure, you can pick. Uh, no, I beat the last two. You go. All right, we got a couple starred here. Thank you, Aiden, for starring a couple of these. Um, All good would, questions. So if you don't get really picked, good. ask them again. No, nobody's asked us this from Andre. Well, this is, um, this is going to be a question that's going to come hot all the time. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, and and I promise you guys, we when we do these live mailbag question periods, we will not answer the same questions over and over and over again. So, but Andre, we haven't, I personally haven't seen this question yet this season. We did get it at times last season, but it is a great question. And Andre asks, should they quote unquote, go for it with trades or is this another internal development year for the Toronto Raptors? Aiden, what do you think? I hate to do this, but it depends. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, it really does. You know, it, it depends what's going on at the top of the conference. It depends what's who's available and for how much it depends what our record is it depends how our team is playing you know i think i think there is a world where pascal og scotty and freddie are playing at elite levels and you take whatever else you got left and you go and find the guy that's gonna put you over the top can you do that with just gary and precious and some picks Maybe. Do I want to get rid of Precious or Gary? Or what? Well, I don't want to trade Precious or Gary if I don't have to. But if but if you do find that person that's going to put you over the top, then I I think you go for it in the, in the circumstances that presents itself. But um, I think now is not the time, as as like as we're standing currently. And yes, this is still another internal development year. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a it's an internal development year, and it's also a wait-and-see year. Let's see what the Raptors have, not necessarily wait-and-see what's out there, but internally, let's see what the Raptors have on this bench. And you see Nick Nurse is already doing it. I already mentioned Alano Banton, given extended opportunity and a consistent opportunity this season. Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr. is back from injury. He's been given a consistent bench role since he's been back. Thad Young has shaken off the, the rust. Chris Boucher started off super hot. He's in a little bit of a valley right now, but, I mean, it is what it is. Precious Achua went down with injury, so we'll see. Will, will someone else step up for the Raptors? We will see soon, hopefully. Um, but that, unfortunately, guys, enough. it's enough for us. It's Wednesday night. It's currently 10.48 p.m. Eastern time. Aiden, what time is it over there where you're at? It is quarter to eight. It's dinner time. And then it's right <laughs> column time. There we go. Um we thank everybody for coming here tonight and joining us for another uh, show of the wrap-up. But before you guys leave us tonight, we need you to subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube uh, channel as well as our podcast channel. 
This is the wrap up your official Raptors Republic post game live show where your Toronto Raptors defeated the Houston Rockets 116 to 109, bringing the Raptors record to seven wins and five losses on the NBA season. We'll see you guys Friday night. I believe, is it OKC Friday night, Aiden? The OKC Thunder. So. Guess what? We get to watch our resident Canadian, Shea Gilgis Alexander. That should be so much fun. Yo, don't forget Lou. Yeah, exactly. Lou Dort as well. Can, can never forget Lou, one of the best defenders in the game. Uh, that was it for myself, Sahal Abdi and Aiden Moss. We'll see you guys on Friday night. It should be a fun one. The Canadians are coming to town. Take care. Ciao.